It's always important to remember the power we have with our minds. And today's sermon, the title is called Mind Over Matter. Whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. Whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. Henry Ford said that. I'm going to pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, for being so good to us, Father. And I thank you, Father, Lord, that this very moment, Father, you use me as your instrument for your people, my Lord. Thank you, Father God, Lord, because you are in total control of what's going to happen in the next couple of minutes. I thank you, Father God, for those watching us live. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for their lives. And I thank you, Father, because I know no one, I know that every single person under the sound of my voice will not leave here the same way they came. In the name of Jesus, amen. So whether you think you can or can't, you're right. What does that mean? Well, whatever you believe is what you're going to receive. If you think you can do something, you believe it. 100% wholeheartedly, you will receive it. Now, if you think you cannot, then you won't. Because there's power in what you believe. And what happens is the mind, the first place the enemy attacks is the mind. We are a tripart being, church. What does that mean? Body, soul, spirit. Spirit is the spirit of the living. We know that the day that we, the day that we leave this earth, our body, our physical body stays, and our spirit goes to heaven or hell. And I pray to God that everyone in here, in the name of Jesus, we're all, we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. Our soul is where our emotions are, where our thoughts are, where our reactions are. That's like your temperament, your personality. That's your soul. And where the enemy likes to attack most is right there. Because what happens is once he controls your mind, your thoughts, your emotions, and or your emotions, we can all relate to this. We all have been in in a situation maybe one or two times that... Someone or something has occurred in our life and we've let the emotions get the better of us. Come on, church. Someone say amen. Okay, you're with me. I know it's early, but come on. Let's wake up here. (laughs) We've all had either someone maybe had cut you off or you had someone did something wrong to you. You reacted in a way you know you should not have reacted. Or maybe you reacted in a positive way and allowed God to take control of the situation. Amen. But your mind limits, uh, your mind can be your biggest, best friend or your worst enemy. Because from there, it's whether you choose to follow God, let God Or choose for you to try to take control over the situation, which we know what happens when we do that. We start seeing things with our carnal vision, with our earthly, fleshy 
vision instead of the way God wants you to see a situation. Whoa, Holy Ghost. <laughs> the story that I'm going to uh, talk about today, and it's a, this is a, it's, it's a story that I've, I've preached on it before, but I know the Lord wants me to say it again. And we're going to read from the book of Numbers. Um, I'm not going to read the whole entire chapter. I'm going to dissect it into pieces and portions so that each of us can understand the story because we don't have all day. But I know it's going to be impactful because these are the, this is the story about, you know, the whole story of Moses when he, let, when he set his people free. The Lord told Moses to go to the Egyptians, set his people free. And he was going to, and the Lord promised them a land flowing with milk and honey. So let's all, now we're all in the same story, in the same scenario. Now they're in the middle of the desert, wandering, looking for this land. The Lord promised them the land where the Canaanites were. And let's read here what happened. He sent out 12 spies to go look at this land because this is the promised land, the land that God promised the Israelites. A land flowing with milk and honey, a land extremely fertile, their promised land. So let's look at Numbers 13, 1 through, 1 through, 1 through 3. Moses sends out 12 spies to go look at this land. Look what it says here. The Lord said to Moses, send men to explore Canaan, the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites from each ancestral tribe. Send one of its leaders. Go to the next verse. So at the Lord's command, Moses sent them from the desert of Paran, and all of them were leaders of the Israelites. So now they go, there's 12 spies. The story, if you continue to read the whole chapter, there's 12 of them. And if you continue to read, we're going to jump now to verse 27. Now they go check this land out, and now they return to Moses to give them the report. Let's see what they say. Let's jump down to verse 27, the report from the spies. This is what they reported to Moses. We went to the land to which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. But the people who live there are powerful. But the people who live there are powerful. And if you look at it in this version, it says, the people are, it says here, but the people who live there are strong. There's also powerful. And then keep going. And the cities were fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. So right there you see there's a promise, but there's people there that are protecting their land. They're not, it's not just empty. There is, a, there is a conflict. There is a obstacle in their way. And if you look at verse, let's, let's jump to verse 30. Look what it says here. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and says, we should go up and take possession of the land, for we certainly know we can do it. 
Verse 31 says, but the men who had gone up with him said, we can't attack these people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread amongst the Israelites a bad report on the land that they had explored. They said, the land we explored devours those living in it at the people we saw there are of great size. So we already have. And just so you know, there was only two people out of the 12 spies. It's Joshua and Caleb. Only two out of the 12. So there was 10 of them that were fearful. And later on, I'll show you in the verses that you'll see. So right there, the Lord promised us, promised them, that land is for you. They come back with a report. They see an obstacle. And all of a sudden, they shake. They tremble. They shiver. And not only that, they after infect the multitudes that are there. The people that are with them now, the other Israelites are afraid because these other ten are coming and are negatively influencing others. Be careful who you associate with, church. The first place the enemy attacks is the mind. Your thoughts. You see, they program their minds to believe that, man, they, they lost the war before they even fought. They were already defeated before even trying to possess the land that God promised them. You see, you have a promised land in your personal life. But guess what? You're just not going to walk into it. There's going to be obstacles that you may have to face. Giants that you may have to confront. Fortified walls that you may have to break down. Your mind can be your best friend or your worst enemy. This type of things happen to us on a daily basis. Some battles, some promised lands are, are you know, there's probably some, some are different than others. Some giants are bigger than others or storms if you want to call it. Sometimes it rains lightly, sometimes it thunders, sometimes there's earthquakes, sometimes there's tsunamis. But if God has promised you something, why are you looking at the obstacle instead of the prize? Why do we do that? Well, it's because we have something called the flesh. The flesh is programmed to take the easy route. The fearful route. Remember, the flesh, look what it says here. In Galatians 5.16, we talk about this constantly. Paul talks about the, 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 the constant battle between the flesh and the spirit. Put it there in Galatians 5, 16 through 17. So I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. And you see, our minds, our emotions, our, our thoughts. Man, if we allow that, it's like, I, like we talk all the time. Everything in life is a seed. That's why earlier when I mentioned what Henry Ford said, whatever you, if you think you can, you could. And if you think you can't, then you won't. Because it's what you believe. That's a seed. And what you plant will grow. 
what your thoughts, your, the thing is, is that once your mind is made up, whether you decide to believe the spirit or whether you decide to believe the flesh, this is the battle we face daily with every situation in our lives. Because you know what? It's our way of thinking. You walk out of here, you, you, you can, you can come, someone can cut you off in the middle of the street. What are you going to do? Or you may have another situation at home with your family, with your job, with your economy. What are you going to believe? All the negative lies that the devil says and the enemy says, are you going to throw the towel when God has made you a promise? When your health has an issue, what are you going to do? Are you going to believe in the flesh? Or are you going to believe in the spirit and what the word of God says, that by his stripes I am healed? Amen. When you don't know what you're going to do to pay the rent or pay for your mortgage or someone's probably suing you, I don't know. Trust me, it's happened to me, all right? I'd rather not talk about those issues. But I'll tell you what. The answer is right here in Romans 12 too. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So what do we need to do? We need to renew our minds in order for us to be transformed. Transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because, the, you, man, God knows the power that there is in the mind. Because once you begin to believe something, what happens is you begin to speak it. Because, well, yeah, you, he, if the enemy knows he controls your thoughts, he controls your emotions, what's going to happen is you're going to start to believe what the flesh desires or what the flesh thinks, which is limited. It's not the way the spirit thinks. It's not the way God thinks. It's the opposite. We already saw that. They're in conflict with each other. So if you cling and begin to believe what the flesh is telling you, what the enemy's telling you, then you're going to begin to act on that. You're going to begin to speak negative things you're going to begin to act in a negative way and you know and, the, and then you won't receive what God has for you you won't first you're not pleasing God because you're not putting faith you're not putting action behind your faith remember we spoke about that last week the lukewarm you're neither hot nor cold you have, you have the faith of, you have faith that speaks, but not faith in action. And faith without works is dead. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. So not only are you not pleasing God, you also are not going to receive what God wants to give you. And you won't get to your promised land. Whatever it may be. But I tell you what, the Bible's filled with thousands of promises for your life and then there'll probably be other desires that the lord has put in your heart that's in that's that's for you only so a vision that maybe the lord has placed in your life that you're believing for god promised the israelites something they didn't renew their minds 
They were thinking like they used to think. Even though they were free, they were still slaves. What do you mean? They were, they were free. They were out of slavery. No, they weren't. They were wandering the desert. They didn't go to the promised land. Not all of them. I'll get to that now in a second. But they were wandering, wandering the desert because they were slave. They were slave-minded. Have you ever heard of this? You could take the Cuban out of Cuba. You can't take the Cuba out of him. Take the Dominican out of República Dominicana. The Dominican is still going to be Dominican here in Miami, right? Or who or who, wherever you're from. The same works with slave mentality. You have that mentality. They may be out, but they were not free. You need to renew your mind. You need to be transformed. You need to allow God to work in you. And when that happens, put your hands together. Amen. You can't allow the matter to... You can't allow the matter to dominate. Mind over the matter, over whatever situation it is. You can't allow that to influence, influence you negatively. They were still thinking like they used to think. There was only two out of the 12 that knew how to dominate their mind and actually trusted in God. And look what it says here in Numbers 32, 11. Because they have not followed me wholeheartedly, not one of those who were 20 years old or more. This, doesn't, this didn't apply. This, that means only two. The, J, J, Caleb and Joshua were the only ones that eventually got this. They were, they, they were in the promised land. They entered their promised land because they weren't afraid. And this is why it says they're 20 years old or more when they came up out of Egypt. We'll see the land I promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Caleb and Joshua were the only two that believed they can take over the land. And because they did that, they pleased God. And God allowed them to go to the promised land. They believed even though everyone else was scared, fearful. They saw a giant and they thought it was bigger than their God. They saw a problem, an obstacle, they thought it was bigger than God. Because they didn't go after it. And what happened was the Lord knew that whole generation was messed up. And that's why he said no one will see the promised land that's uh, 20 years old or more. Because you know what? That whole generation had a slave mentality and God knew they were all going to be limited. You didn't trust in me. You're not going to receive the promise. You think with your flesh... You think that you can do things on your own and not need me or not believe in me when I told you it's yours? But because you see an obstacle in front of you, you hinder and you give up? No. Don't allow that to happen. Don't allow the enemy to lie to you. Don't allow the enemy to get in your mind and control your thoughts, control what you say. You have power of life and death in what you speak. Speak life. Don't speak death. You're a conqueror. You have the power to heal yourself because you have the, man, we have God. You have God on your team, man. We have God. 
And let me tell you, this is a battle that I, that I, that I personally sometimes, man, I face sometimes things in my life. And, and there's times where the enemy, he, he, he'll put a, he'll, he'll, you're gonna some, there's going to be negative thoughts that sometimes try to get in your head. I, I heard this once, such a good phrase. You, a bird, well, you can't stop a bird from flying over your head. But you sure can stop it from getting on your head and building a nest on it. I can, I can, a bird, that's going to happen. We're human. And we're here in this earth and we do have a flesh that's in a constant battle. But one thing, man, Jesus was tempted, but he never fell into temptation. That's biblical, guys. This isn't me just, he was tempted, but he never fell into temptation. And when people fall into temptation, it's when they allow that bird to build a nest over their head. Those thoughts will come, but right there, man, you rebuke it. You speak life. And you curse what the enemy tries to come at you with. You have the power. You can do all things through Christ. Don't allow the enemy to block your blessing. Whatever issues you may be facing right now, the only way you'll be able to really conquer it is when you transform your mind by renewing it. Your old ways have to be gone. You can't think like you used to think. You got to think like God thinks. Operate like God operates in spirit. Because your flesh is in a constant battle. We're battling this every single day. Every day. But the more that you cling to God, the more that you are intimate and have that time, that communion with God, that fellowship with God, that one-on-one -on -one with God, man, you'll see how you'll get through life way. He fights your battles for you. We got to stop being a church that just, we have a problem, we wait till Sunday to come. No, 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 no. This is an everyday thing. You can't just come. It's good that you come, amen. Your faith comes by hearing the word, and I'm happy that you're all encouraged, those of you watching and those of you that are here. But we have to be ready constantly. There's going to be times that you fall because we're not perfect. But, man, you get back up every single time. And don't wait. Don't, don't wait to come to church to repent. Sometimes people do that. You know, I'll wait until I come to No, no. Man, get on your knees, pray to God, repent, move forward. We got to be coming to church to equip ourselves, not to continually be repenting over the same thing every week. Put your hands together, church. I know I'm being a little confrontational, but I know I'm preaching to someone this morning. And when, you know what also, what, what, what is another good, this is going to be helpful for everyone, because this helps me too. And it helped a lot of people in the Bible. It helps. I'm going to tell you an example now of Joseph. Your perspective on things makes a big difference. The way you view things makes a very big difference also on how you, on how you personally, emotionally, and all that. You can learn to just cling on God. When we're going through something, you need to think of the bigger picture. Joseph, I don't know if you know the story of Joseph. He was betrayed by his 12, yeah, it was 12 brothers, correct? Yeah, I think Benjamin was number 13, if I'm wrong. 
Benjamin was his, was his younger one. But all of his other brothers were jealous of Joseph. Joseph was very young. When, when I'm about to tell you what happened to him, they sold him into slavery because of the jealousy they had towards him. And if you read the whole story of all that he went through, man, Joseph went through hell. He went through, he went through some stuff. But you know what? He always focused on the bigger picture. And that's why his faith in God never stopped. And God honored him by making him the second in command of all of Egypt. But because his perspective changed. You may be in a pit. You may feel like you're, man, like they sold you into slavery, what you're probably going through. But when you look at the bigger picture, your perspective, man, it changes everything. Because you know God has a plan regardless of what you're going through today. Put your hands together. Hallelujah. And look what it says here. After all that happened to his brother and what his brothers did to Joseph, after everything happened, after his whole life, man, he was going through hell. And obviously he saw the bigger picture. God promoted him. I'm not going to go through the whole story now, but just know this is a man that went through a lot. And it all started with the betrayal and envy and hatred that his brothers had towards him. He ended up becoming the second in command of all of Egypt. And now he's powerful. He's on the throne. And guess what? His brothers come back, come to him. Oh, my God, I love this. His brothers come to him. I don't even, man, they, 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 they come to him with their heads down. Imagine what would you say to your brothers or sisters, let alone, man, anyone that intentionally harms you. That's tough. When someone does something wrong to me unintentionally, man, it still stings. When they do it on purpose, it feels worse. Can, can someone say amen? Am I talking to humans out up here? Come on. I know, I know we all go through the same thing here. What, this, what these people did to his brother and all that he went through and everything that happened. Now his brothers are there and he's second in charge. Look what Joseph, man, this is powerful. What Joseph tells his brothers after all these years. Of all the garbage he had to face. Genesis 50, 20 through 21. Put it there. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done. The saving of many lives. In that time, there was a big famine. And Joseph being in command. Look what he says after this. Go to the next one. So then don't be afraid. This is what he's telling his brothers. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. How many of us here would speak kindly? In a negative situation like that to someone that did something to you like that and had, could have easily ruined his life. 
Church, what I'm here to tell you is there's a bigger picture for your life. Regardless of what you're going through, don't look at the small situation now. Think and focus on the bigger picture and you will see, man, that you'll be able to trust in God more because you know that there's a plan and that he's got one for you. Regardless of what you're doing right now. Regardless of what you're going through, excuse me, right now. There's a plan. And this is constant. You got to always think in the bigger picture. Stand to your feet, church. Countless stories all throughout the Bible. Man, there's so many of people that have gone through issues. People that have, you can see those stories, man, of people that have allowed their emotions to get the better of them. And they have fallen. Kings have fallen because of it. Saul did. But a lot of them also have, man, when you, when you cling on the spirit versus the flesh, what's going to happen is your mind's going to begin to get to be renewed. You renew your mind daily. Continue to read the word. Be intimate with God. Because he's the one that's going to show you how to renew your mind and how, listen, this is the way you used to think. No, you can't have that slave mentality. You need to be like Joshua and Caleb. If God promised it for you, I don't care what's in front of me. That's for me. I'm not going to look at who's standing in front of me. I'm looking at the bigger picture. I'm looking at what my God promised me, the vision that he gave me. Man, he wants me to be healthy. He wants me to flourish in every area of my life. He wants you to have joy. He wants you to have peace. He wants you to sleep good at night. Sometimes these issues can haunt us, man, and we, and we don't even sleep well. But you know what? Cling on to God. Man, the desires of the, the get. Cling on to the desires of God, the spirit. And you'll see that it'll overthrow the desires of the flesh. It will. And trust in him totally because he fights our battles for us. Not you, not me, God. Sometimes we, sometimes people start searching Google for all these answers. Yeah. <laughs> and now you have these robotic AI artificial intelligence app. It's like, what's going on in the world right now? It's like some computer starts talking to you and telling you you're all this, whatever. I'm not going to get involved with all that now. But man, the answer is Jesus. <laughs> you may be going through something. I mean, you may go, you know, seek help. And I'm not saying don't get help. You know, maybe some of you actually need to go see a therapist for whatever you may be going through. I don't know. But I'm telling you, if it goes against what God says, man, get up, get away from that. We believe in God and we believe in the word of God. And if anyone or anything tries to alter that, like those 10 spies infected the rest of the population. They couldn't enter the, get that infectious disease away from you. And if it's certain people that you know you need to cut out of your life, cut them out. Pray for them. But you don't have to be, you don't have to be, no. Some, man, there's a lot, there's power in who we associate with. 